On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, there are ways that you can get your personality across, get what your relationship goals are across, so that you can align with not everybody. It's not a volume business, but if you're specific and you really have that authenticity come through, the person who sees your profile and is like, oh, that's my girl. Like, that is someone that I really would connect with. I'm going to not just match with them, but actually message them, take initiative, and move offline and into the real world. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Lady. If you're single and ready to mingle, then you are going to love today's guest. Celebrity dating coach Demona Hoffman has been coaching singles on how to find love online and offline for over 15 years. Her articles appear regularly in the LA Times and the Washington Post. Plus, she's a regular on-air contributor to the Drew Barrymore Show, NPR, and NBC's Access Daily. Demona also star in two A&E Network's TV shows, Black Love and A Question of Love. Her weekly podcast, Dates and Mates, has been featured in Cosmopolitan, HuffPost, Bustle, and tops the charts in the relationships category on the major podcast platforms. Demona is also the official dating coach for OKCupid. Demona, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Thank you for having me. I was like, did I do all that? Yeah, you I guess that. I did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. you <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be here. And, you know, my favorite thing is helping people find love. So what what a better time to be here to be with you two. Yes, we are. We are here for it. So our quote of the day will sound really familiar to you, Demona, because these are your words. Yes. (laughs) You are in control of your dating destiny. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back, for the people that have their head under a pillow, trying not to really hear it. 
You are in control of your dating destiny. Demona, when you hear your words, what comes up for you? It makes me feel like, ah, especially women have so much power. But anyone dating really needs to remember that they have power over their choices, who they choose to spend their time with. Time is our most valuable resource. It is non-renewable. It's like one, one of very few completely non-renewable resources. So who you choose to, to show up for, who you choose to give the gift of your precious time to, it really, really matters. And I thank you for pulling that quote. I was like, oh, what, what quote is she going to get? But that quote really, really does speak to the core of the dating coaching that I offer, because that's what I teach people how to do. I teach people that they are in the power seat and they're able to, we're able to do, to pull certain level levers and to show up in a different way to get a different outcome in their dating life. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us, because I think a lot of times I know, for instance, I have a friend who's like, I'm going to wait until my you know person comes to find me. And it's like, you don't want to put yourself in positions to be found, right? Or to go out and do something. She just wants to like come to her and like find her at her door. So we're going to dig into that in a little bit because I see your facial expression like, girl. <laughs> so can you first tell, well, go ahead, Demona, go ahead. No, I you you read me perfectly there. I was like, girl. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> it's a combination, right? It's a combination of, well, we're going to get into it, but it, it's a it's a bit of seeking and it's also a bit of being found. And and you have to always, I think, be be nimble enough to be doing both because mm -hmm. people will say to me, oh, I hate online dating. I hate dating apps. But really, I feel like dating apps are just it's another tool. It's a tool to help you in your dating life. So are you mad at dating apps or are you mad at dating? Or are you mad about the way that you've been dating? And there's, I feel like there's a fix for everything. So I'm excited. I'm excited to get into it. Yes. We're going to jump on it. Can you first start off by telling us your origin story? Like what was your journey to becoming OKCupid's official relationship expert and just being who you are in this field today? Well, I started out in the shoes of probably many of your listeners who were single and like, what's up with this dating scene? I am not <laughs> meeting the people that I want to be meeting. And I was actually working in casting and television at the time. I was meeting a lot of really talented actors that just did not know what to do to get noticed by someone like me. They didn't know how to present themselves in their headshots. And then they get in the room, in the audition room. And let me tell you, I saw some things. I saw some very bad things. Like people would would ruin the job for themselves before they even before they even open their mouth. And it really crystallized for me when I was online dating at the time that I was teaching a class for actors in auditioning techniques and marketing. Like I was teaching marketing for actors before anybody was talking about personal brand anything. That was what I was doing. And I was I was looking for love on a dating app and I ended up meeting my husband online. And I realized that I was doing the same thing that I was telling actors about telling your story through your photos and really, you know, having clarity on the kind of people that you wanted to meet. And so I ended up then giving my secret of how I marketed and branded profiles to initially friends and family. And then people started calling me, I'm getting married, I'm having a baby. And I thought, this 
there might be something to this. So that was over 15 years ago. And I started out originally as a dating profile writer and found that I was getting people on a lot of dates, but then wait, they were getting to the dates and doing the same thing that was keeping them single in the first place. So then I got certified as a life coach and then specifically as a dating coach to help people. I really focus on pre-date to pre-marriage. Wow. Wow. Okay, you won't hear that, that is, story every day, right? <laughs> that is that is a fascinating journey. I've heard of folks who, relationship experts who become relationship experts because they have a successful relationship, right? And and that makes sense to me. But I I love what you shared about you started out as in casting and that mark and made that connection between marketing yourself for a job for an acting gig and marketing yourself for dating. Mm -hmm. So now I have to know. Everything's marketing. Now I have to know what, what is the difference? Because when I hear marketing yourself for acting and I think of actors, I think of like, pretending, right? And knowing how to be something that you're not. What's the difference between marketing yourself in acting versus marketing yourself in dating? Because in dating, we want the real, like we want your authentic self. Yes. And that is actually the, the other quote is to love as you are. If you go to my website, love as you are means bring your authentic self to the table. So actually what I was teaching actors was not how do you step into a role and have pictures that that show that kind of role, but how do you become more of yourself? How do you let that authenticity come through in your photos and let that tell your story for you? I mean, and if you look at most most famous actors, they're not, most famous actors are not famous for playing a variety of roles. Like, you know, Julia Roberts, she she's pretty much Julia Roberts in every movie. Like, J-Lo is J-Lo in every movie. And so it's really more about, like, how do you strip away that those layers and get to the authentic? So, I mean, I could talk about acting theory for, for days, but I'm here to talk about dating theory. In dating, it's really more about getting your true self across in your photos because in our split second Instagram dating app life, we, we, we go through people's photos very quickly and we make a split second decision. Is this someone I want to meet? Yes, no. And so it's even more important than what I would tell actors when I was, when I was casting. Cause I mean, I would get stacks of 500 headshots a day sometimes. And you have to say, why do I pick you out? What makes you special and unique and different? And so that's the element that's really the same when we're talking about dating apps. People have this endless, the endless swipe. <laughs> and it, we we can we can dissect. I have certain feelings about, I don't think it's actually an endless swipe. I, but I think there are ways that you can get your personality across, get what your relationship goals are across so that you can align with not everybody. It's not a volume business, but if you're specific and you really have that authenticity come through, the person who sees your profile and is like, oh, that's my girl. Like that is someone that I really would connect with. I'm going to not just match with them, but actually message them, take initiative and move offline and into the real world. 
Now, I'm so intrigued. You talked about creating these dating profiles. Can you offer some best practices on the types of photos that folks should share and upload and just some some information they should add in their profile to attract that person that they connect with? Yes. Well, in general, I tell people to follow the rule of the three C's. The three C's are color, context, and character. Color, it's it's just biology. We are attracted to the color red. Studies have shown that men are actually even more attracted to red than any other color. But we want to just have a bright color that makes someone stop and pay attention. So red, we think red stop signs, but also red in the animal kingdom. Red is a sign of arousal. So it's hardwired. And I'm not saying like you have to have like head to toe red, red dress, whatever. But you're wearing a red lip. Dr. Terry, you're wearing Dr. Dom, you have a red head wrap. And so it's these little pops of color that that create intrigue and make someone like, oh, what's going on over there? What's going on with you? The second C is context. This is telling your story through your photos. This is showing rather than telling. So you know, you like to be outdoors, show pictures of you outdoors. You, If you are active, you like to play tennis, have a cute picture in your tennis skirt, show. And I know everybody is like, but I want to, I said all that in my profile. I wrote all about that. We don't read anything. We've been on Instagram too long. So you have to get it across in your photos. And then the third C is character. And that's the one most people forget. That is when you show that side of you that a lot of people don't get to see. Maybe your sense of humor, maybe your your nerdiness, something that would make someone say, oh, this isn't just a pretty face. This is someone who I really would connect with. And then when we get to the written part of the bio, it's really about storytelling, but storytelling in the most concise fashion possible. Most people, when I look at their their dating profile, I can pretty much strike the first line of most people's dating profile because it's it's all preamble. It's like, I can't believe I'm here. I didn't think I would be doing this. Here I am again. I'm looking for someone sweet, kind. It's it's something that gets you into the writing. So for anyone listening, go ahead and look at your dating profile if you if you have one already and just say, does that first line grab somebody's attention and does it say something specific? about me and about who I am. You know, there's a lot of tricks I can teach you from the OkCupid side of like which words do best in in profiles. That Okay, I see by your face, you want me to tell you. The four words are dog, travel, music, and food. And I don't think that those four words, there's something specific about them that like you shouldn't use those words just to your point, Dr. Dom, like you don't want to use those words if they're not authentic to you. But if you have a connection, like people who are dog people, they are, they are ride or die dog people. (laughs) And so that they can really connect on that level. Music, that's another thing that a lot of people really want to connect on. So these are kind of first date topics that give someone a reason to reach out and something specific to say to you. Love that. I, I, (laughs) I love these tips. So now the majority of our listeners are black women. And we've been hearing for decades about ha- about having the media paint this bleak outlook on dating and marriage f- for black women, right? And so uh, what is the most recent data that you're seeing from OkCupid, from coaching, from all of the various outlets in which you have access What's the most recent data about Black women and dating? 
Look, I've I've read all of the studies. And interestingly, a lot of the the information doesn't always align. So I'm very careful about promoting ideas and putting ideas in black women's head that are not necessarily reality. I know whatever stats that you may have read, I'll just say them here. You may have read black women send out the most messages on dating apps and get the fewest responses. That is not necessarily, that's old data. And that's not necessarily true, but it got repeated and repeated and repeated. And then I had a lot of black women that came, have come to me over the years, even, you know, especially after I, I was a dating coach and host on this show, hashtag black love. So black women were saying, this is what I'm being told. So is this true? And consistently in my practice, I have helped black women to beat those odds. So either either it's not true or there's something in this approach that really shifts your chances of making a match. And I can tell you from the OkCupid side that black women are finding success on dating apps. Women identifying on as women identifying as black on OkCupid have been getting more matches steadily on average over the last year and the averages are now higher than any time in the past three years. So that is the trend. But people like to repeat kind of the old stats. You know, they, they'll they say black women don't get married. There's some stat that I don't know. I can't find the real information. It just gets repeated. It says 70% of, of black women are unmarried. There's no there's no basis for this <laughs> for this statistic. And yet we hold on to it. And then like we got enough on our plate. <laughs> Thinking about right to 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 also yes. then be worried about well just because I'm black does that mean that I'm not going to find love I just I don't see that but I'll tell you this this the change in the way that I approach dating and dating apps is that I have I have women take initiative and so overall a lot of women originally come to me and they're like just sitting around waiting to get chose and so that's why the the quote you chose at the beginning is really important because I teach people to be proactive about their dating life. And we're seeing that on OkCupid too. Women are taking more initiative. There's been a 600% increase in women saying they're looking for a feminist and, and everyone's saying they're looking for a feminist, but particularly women. So people want, want strong women who are making, making choices and just statistically speaking, you amplify your chances when you are the one that makes the first move. And this is a big flip for a lot of ladies that come into my program because they're waiting on messages to come in. But then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you don't get the messages, you're not getting seen in the algorithm and you you get further and further down the, you're shown less to other people. And then you get fewer and fewer messages. If you take initiative and you start messaging, and most men do not get messages in their inbox. And so if you land in their inbox, your chances already are exponentially higher than if he was to shoot a shot with you. So that's the first step is that we've got to, we've got to get more women sending messages. Then the next thing is I also, I encourage all my clients to consider whether dating by their race is is important to them because i think that's also something that we carry as black women a lot of responsibility to be the keepers of culture and that's a lot to have on our shoulders <laughs> that's a lot and you know we do see i i do know have statistics that black men do marry outside of black women 
at higher rates than black women do. So, you know, I got myself a white man. <laughs> and you can have one too. But I'm not saying that you have to. I'm just saying, you know, really making it about connection and making it about who the person is and not judging someone by the color of their skin, that will increase your chances. And I know, I know the benefits of like wanting to have a, a black man and a black family, but it's not the only option. So when I hear that, I know that I've had conversations with with some of my friends, right? And other black women out there and some of the women that I see in my therapy practice who there are a lot of thoughts around dating non-black men. And so I wonder for the women who want to specifically date black men, right? They're like, mm, maybe I've had experience and tried dating non-black men, but black men, that's what I want. What would you say to them in terms of, because like you said, black men are dating outside of their race at rates higher than black women. And so what would you say to the women who who have said, you know, I've tried it, not my thing. I, I want I want a black man. What I would say is I also tried a lot of different things. And just because it didn't work out one time, that was one particular person. So just as you probably wouldn't want somebody to say, well, I work with a black woman and I didn't like her, so I wouldn't want to work with you. You, you might want to just, just open your thinking around that. But I do know, like, I have the stats from OkCupid that black women on OkCupid say that that they place high value on culture, ethnicity, and race. 52% of black women on OkCupid said that that is a crucial part of who they are compared to 36% of men. So there are the receipts there as well that confirm what you just said. What I would say to those women is, and look, if this if you decide that that is the most important thing in your search, I'm not going to say like, oh, you you have to date an Asian man. Like that is that is just something you have to do in my program. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say really get clear. This is the beginning of my coaching process with everyone. Get clear on what your values are, what your goals are because those are the things that are really going to guide you in your search. And you might have to ask yourself, is it is this something that actually is important to me or is it something that society has told me? Is this something that my parents have told me? And is this actually accurate for me right now? And if you get to the point where you say, this is part of who I am, and this is this is deeply important to me, and you have not met your person, first, you should be on a dating app, obviously. I prefer OkCupid, but any dating app will, will do to start. That is going to, to expand your dating pool because your dating pool is only as good as the people you have access to, right? And so if you're in a place where maybe you live somewhere where there isn't a large black community, or maybe you live somewhere where th there are a lot of married black men and the pool of single black men is very small. So you need to either go to where that pool is or find other ways to expand your social circle. So apps are a great way to do that. And beyond that, on the apps, you might have to play with some of these levers. And I, I talk to women of all backgrounds about this because we get this idea, you know, we tell ourselves these stories. We're addicted to these rom-coms and these lo these love stories and these fairy tales. And we're like, this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm going to meet him. 
He's going to be interested in this, this, and this. He's going to live within a five-mile radius of my house. And we set the same parameter, search parameters on our app, and then it keeps giving us the same pool of people. So you got to play with some of those levers. You might want to expand your your location. I'm seeing that it, at this point in the pandemic, whatever wave we're in, <laughs> I am seeing that people are not necessarily so rooted in where they have lived. And maybe if your job is now remote and you've always said, oh, I always wanted to date someone here in my city. But if you don't have to live in your city and you're not close to family and you could move for love, you can play around. We're also seeing that Black women are leveraging distance preferences, changing distance preferences on OkCupid. So 30% have expanded their preferences to 100 miles or more. Like, think about how many more people will show up in your pool if you turn that dial up or if you take off some other things that you thought were deal breakers, but maybe are actually just preferences. Great pro tips there. Thank you so much, Demona. I do want to say, so I met my husband right before the dating scene, the online dating scene became what it is today. But I want to know if for the women, you mentioned something earlier about being proactive. And I know for some of us, you know, we're they're looking for the traditional, like the man, like my friend, the man is coming to find me. So for the woman that's out there and she's like, okay, I'm going to message this guy. Like he looks interesting. We matched. What do you say in that first message? Like, what are some pro tips on what you say in the initial outreach? Because, you know, we don't want to be thirsty, but you want to come off, you know, a certain way. So what what would that message look like? You don't want to be thirsty, (laughs) but you do want to get a drink, right? (laughs) I mean, right. You have to be funny enough because men send most of the messages and get so few messages. I'll be honest, it really doesn't matter that much what you say in the initial message. It really doesn't, statistically speaking. But my formula that I have my clients follow is a comment plus a question. This is a comment on something that you read in their profile plus a question, something that that is open-ended, not a yes-no. Like, oh, I love your picture in New York City. What was your favorite thing to do there? And then he's inspired. You're already connecting to some uh, something that he's interested in, something that he's done, something he has a story about. And then you get him to elaborate. Then you can start swapping travel stories and things unfold for, from there. But I find so many people get paralyzed in the, I don't know what to say first. So they don't say anything. Just don't say, hey, that is my pet peeve. Don't say, hey. Hey's no, hey, That's no, hey, big hey. Just None you. of that. Just, yeah. <laughs> but it'll probably work, to be honest. I'd rather you say hey than, than get so fearful that you're going to get rejected that you don't say anything at all. Right. And then when you're responding back, really try to think about ending on questions so you can keep the volley going. I like that. I like how that, I, I like that keeping the volley going. And so... I know that like as you were answering that question, like more questions that kept coming of like what what our listeners like want to know about and what their experiences have been on dating apps. And so we're going to talk about some misconceptions in a little bit. But I have one misconception in particular, a specific one that I want to talk about. So one common and maybe it's not a misconception, but one common experience that I've heard is that 
if you are on a dating app that that's free, that the men are less likely to be on there for marriage and more likely to be on there to fill their cookie jar. Mm -hmm. I've heard that, certainly. I've actually said that in the past, but I would say that, look, I've been doing this for a while. As you know, the scene is always changing. And that's what I love about this work. And that's why I've been doing my podcast, Dates and Mates, for nine years. It's always different. And so I would say the situation now has really changed. Tinder just disrupted all of that because Tinder, for better or worse, which most people think of as a hookup app, Tinder, what Tinder did was it made it accessible to everyone because it used to be like, oh, people would think, and OkCupid has always been free, but people would think, oh, I to do online dating, I have to spend like 25 bucks a month. So I'm not really like, I'm not that desperate that I'm going to go on a dating app. But then t- along came Tinder and people could just pick a couple pictures from their Facebook profile, be online in minutes and start swiping and start talking and voila. So what it did was it increased the speed of dating, which has its own challenges, but it made it it made it more accessible to everyone. So I don't think it's true any longer that if it's free, it's it's not good for relationships. Because a lot of apps now, OkCupid included, have given you tools that you can uh, upgrade with that make the search easier for you and can make it more specific. So like on OkCupid, and we've unbundled a lot of that. So you can, you can pay for incognito mode if you don't want to see people to see that you're searching. You can pay to unlock certain stacks. And this is part of the redesign of OkCupid like a year and a half ago, where kind of like Instagram stories, like we have the stacks of the people at the top that are recommended to you by the app. And so certain ones you can unlock and that makes your search easier. So it, you, it's it's not really apples to apples like it used to be, where it's like a free, free site was for, for people who were trying to pick up and paid was for people who were serious. Now it's, it's a lot more gray, but I do find that if you're really serious about it, you can accelerate the process by upgrading some of those features. That makes perfect sense. And speaking of misconceptions, are there any other misconceptions about online dating that you just want to just debunk and address right now? Oh, gosh. How much time do you no have? No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for nerds and weirdos in their mom's basement. That's what I thought when I started online dating. <laughs> there are good people there. And also, I, I do want to debunk this. I think uh, since the Tinder swindler and this West Elm Caleb and everything, there's been this hesitation now around dating apps and people feeling like, oh, it, there's there's bad actors there. And I'm uh, it's... I don't want to meet anyone online because it's scary. But I actually I actually feel that it's safer. Like, ladies, let me tell you some stories from back in my single days. I was like, I'm going to write a book, book called I Could Have Been Dead. Of all the times, and I told my husband doesn't listen to the show, but <laughs> all the times that I was out in these streets and meeting men that I knew nothing about. I didn't know where they were from. I didn't know their last name. I didn't know, you know, and getting in a car with just random people. And now with dating apps, you actually, you have 
their IP address. I mean, look at the Tinder swindler, for example. Like, they were able to track him because they ha- he had a digital footprint. Mm-hmm. So those considerations, I think our, our memories are really short. <laughs> and we forget that that's how we used to date. And that actually, this in many ways is safer. And And I really encourage, if you run into anyone that is unsavory online, that you do block and report because the apps really take safety and security very seriously. But a lot of times, like people write into my show and they'll say that I had this thing happen. And I'll say, did you report them? Did you block them? And they'd say like, oh, no, I just didn't. I just, I didn't want to deal with it anymore. And that's not the right attitude because we, we have to, we're still figuring this all out and we want to create a safe space. But it's gotten really popular and scammers do go where there's critical mass. So look, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they're on TikTok, they're they're everywhere that that we are. And thankfully for me, as as a lover of online dating, they're they are coming to dating apps, but there are there are rules that you can follow and there are ways that you can keep yourself safe. And I still think that the pros far outweigh the cons of online dating. That's helpful to know. So don't send any large sums of money, you're saying, to someone that you meet on. Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah, you should definitely, like, (laughs) ask them what their cash app is and then just send... You know what? Actually, crypto. Just, like, yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes. Let's do that. Yes. (laughs) No, but that is a really big red flag. I mean, just a couple of the red flags because everybody's been asking me, like, since the Tinder swindler, if they try to move you off the app right away, that's a red flag. Like, if they want to move the communication immediately, you haven't developed any rapport. They want to meet right away. That's just a red flag in general because like either that's a hookup or that's a scam or that's nobody needs to meet you that quickly. And then nobody needs to then take you out of the country that night, okay? It was just happening too fast. And this is why I always talk about slow love on Dates and Mates because you people reveal themselves to you, but you have to invest the time in getting to know them. And then that's the biggest red flag. Yes. If if somebody starts asking you for money and usually it'll happen very quickly, like with the Tinder swindler, it was within a month. If you, if you go back and listen to it within a month, he started asking this guy who's a millionaire billionaire. He suddenly needs money from you and you just met him a month ago. No, thank you, sir. Mm-mm. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. The bleeding heart part of me, the empathic part of me really feels for people who do get swindled because I think what it really is, is that they are really in search of love, right? And they are so in need of that, that they ignore all of the red flags, right? And I think that it's easy for us on the outside to who are watching and observing to say, how'd you miss that? Like that is a, that is red flag all covering your entire face. How did you miss that? They don't miss it. But like you said, we want to believe. And I want to be clear. I'm not like victim shaming. I am pointing out what the flags are so that when it happens to you, you know, Demona said, this is a problem because we want to believe so badly that we will see the red flags and we will make up we will make up reasoning around them. And the other thing to understand is that some of these people like this this guy from Tinder Swindler, he was 
a pro. He was an expert con man. He was doing this. And th- the women that you saw in the documentary, that wasn't, that wasn't even it. Like he was sending, cutting and pasting and sending these same messages to hundreds of women to see who would take the bait and to get them emotionally hooked. And so that's the thing to remember. It's the, the emotional, it's the emotional sabotage that's going on. So this is why I give people these signs very clearly so that you can go into it clear-headed and know that most of the people, not everyone you're going to meet is going to knock your socks off and be, you're going to be madly in love with them. Most of the people you meet, though, are not going to be scammers. And we hear these stories because they are unusual, because they are outrageous, because they're so larger than life. You know, you you might meet people that you're like, oh, well, that was kind of a waste of, <laughs> that was a waste of a $10 martini. But I think we can, we live and we learn and we can learn from these experiences, whether they're experiences we've walked through ourselves or whether they're experiences that we've watched someone else to say, I'm going to be on the lookout when something like that happens. And by the way, again, it's not just happening on dating apps. It's happening in the DMs. It's happening in real life too. So I want everyone to just, you know, be be cautious, be aware, but also to to be hopeful that 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 story will not unfold for them as as they are looking for the signs of who is really invested in getting to know me and who's out here trying to hurt me. I'm glad you all touched on that because it was pretty sophisticated. I did watch the Tinder Swindler recently and I was like, I can see how someone, the way he built the store, like I could see how someone could get caught up and I, my heart definitely goes out to the victim. So I definitely feel you there. I do want to talk a little bit about the biggest dating trends for Black women in 2022 and the biggest dating ch- trends in general in 2022. What do you sing? What do folks need to look out for? Give us the tea, Demona. Well, I will tell you that OkCupid is calling this the year of exploration in dating. And don't we need a little exploration after the last two years that we had? (laughs) So people are are really exploring and expanding their parameters. We're seeing more 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 flexibility in sexuality. And mm -hmm, we're seeing also a, a shift in people identifying as bisexual. We're seeing more people identify as non-binary. And it's interesting because this, these, I just believe that dating apps are really a reflection of what's happening larger in the larger culture. So we see it, we have the stats. That's what I love about working with OkCupid is that we have these stats from our matching questions where we know how people are thinking and how people are feeling and how people are presenting themselves on on dates and looking for love and i think that that overall is 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 a great trend to just see pe- people be more open to to different options we're also seeing people like i said earlier expanding their parameters for dating and more people dating long distance and we are seeing people wanting more commitment long term so i think that is maybe also a factor of the pandemic and people really taking stock of what's important to them and what they what they want in their life, how they want to build their life. So when asked, how long do you want your next relationship to last? Half of OkCupid users said the rest of my life. And that is that is a shift from from where we've seen before. So kind of to your point earlier, Dr. Dom, 
of, you know, people thinking dating apps are maybe for for hookups. That's not the case any longer. People are really using dating apps as a way in this sort of fragmented world that we are living in to find connection. That's good to know. And wow, 50%. That's like startling for sure. Like, okay. Yes. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> right. 3% right? did say one night. I'll just throw that out there. But <laughs> okay. But that's in no the judgment. clear minority. I, you know, yeah. that's the clear minority. I'm okay with that. There's someone out there for everyone and for whatever yes. for whatever you want. And that's what I exactly. think the big takeaway is for 2022 when I look at the OkCupid data. Simona, this has been super fun. We appreciate you. And before we close out, we want to shift up the energy a bit. And so we're going to transition into another segment of this conversation. And because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie, classy, and ratchet, you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music if you so choose. So we want to invite you to the OU Blatchet segment. So do you take on the challenge? I do take the challenge. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We got her, Dom. Okay, so now that you've agreed, we're going to tell you what to expect. So, Damona, we have three questions for you. We have three sentence completions, and we have three photos of you pulled up on the big screen, which we'll share in a moment. (laughs) Y'all should see Damona's facial expression. And so what we're going to have you do, Damona, is we're going to have you choose a number between one and three, and we'll reveal that picture on screen. And we want you to provide more context about the picture. So tell us something we don't know. Tell us something interesting. And it'll be a surprise for you and the viewers. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Are you ready? Okay. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Come on, Dr. It's going to be fun. This is going to be fun. So... (laughs) We're going to start off with classy. Unless you take it to ratchet. (laughs) Our first question is, what is the best piece of wisdom or advice you've ever received? I love the Maya Angelou. When someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. Yes, that's so applicable to dating. Yes. Yes. Completely. Completely. Is otherwise, they're, you're going to make them show it to you over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Classy, Preach right? now. Yes, very classy. Now we're going to yeah. transition onto a different question, Damona. So I have four words for you, okay? Twerk or two-step? What are you going to do? Two-step. 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 That's cool. See? We like a two-step. Still classy. There's still classy. That's still I, classy. I, to be honest, I don't really know how to twerk. I just, my, my back doesn't. It doesn't do that. It just doesn't do that. It's okay, Damona. Listen, you can sit in your chair and do a good, you know, do a good twerk in the chair. And and it (laughs) looks like you're doing, uh, moving all kinds of things. Because all we see is, yeah, all we see is from the shoulders up. So we're, you know. If someone can teach me how to twerk, I'm I'm here for it. But I just don't have it in my body right now. (laughs) I'm somebody's mama now, you know. (laughs) She's actually told me, she's like, don't even try, mom. Please stop. (laughs) Uh, All the kids. The kids will humble us. Okay, Mm -hmm. kids will humble us Mm -hmm. quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, they will. Now, I'm sure she hasn't told you anything about this yet. What is the sexiest item you own? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to tell you a real story. (laughs) 
And now we're going ratchet. I guess I didn't know this was ratchet because I have this bodysuit, this like, it's a fishnet bodysuit, right? It's all one piece. And I love it because my husband thinks it's sexy, but it's super comfortable. It keeps me warm. <laughs> I always get cold. I'm always cold in the bed. So it keeps me warm and and it's I could sleep in it. It's really comfortable, but it's like totally see-through. Like literally, I'm talking toes all the way up. So my best friend got married and I gave her one at the wedding shower and all my friends were like, ah, Damona. Like everybody was bringing her lingerie. I didn't know that that is that like super ratchet? It's sexy. No? Is it neon pink by any no. chance, Damona? Is it neon it, pink? The version I have is black, but if it comes in Ooh. neon pink, I'm a pink enthusiast and I will take it. I will admit there is one area that is not covered by the fishnet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? We, but I don't know if that's what made it ratchet, but I'm telling you, like 12 girls were all looking at me like, oh, Damona. I, I, I stand by it. Look, comfortable, sexy. Yes. Easy warm, access. Efficient, Come on. Easy access. That's exactly there you what go. you want. Oh, yeah. That is sexy. Yeah. I don't want the uncomfortable, like, exactly. too tight. Because then you don't feel sexy. in the things. No. Yes. Come on. No, I, like, I, I love like it. And the black. Suit. I love it. Yeah. I thank I you for sharing sexy. with us. <laughs> so we're going to transition, Demona, to the sentence completion. So here is your first sentence completion. One question or topic I wish people asked me about more often is food <laughs> well not in a sexy way I just I, I love talking about food <laughs> well it's a I mean, part of dating food, food. <laughs> food is, is important it is a part of dating and so Demona since you mentioned food what do we need to know about food you should not have dinner dates on your first date oh okay why, why not? not tell us more it's too long it's an interview you, you need to leave the date feeling like it's ending in the middle. You want to leave the energy at a high point. And that's really hard if you're having dinner for the first date. It's That's like an hour and a half, two hours, and you're stuck there. You don't have an exit strategy. Yes, that is a good pro tip. So go get a drink, go get that martini. See, I would have said, go to dinner. So I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you mentioned that to us. That's really helpful. Second there date is go. okay. And I know people out here trying to get fed. And believe me, yeah. I understand. Like, I love food, but not on the first date. Make them earn it. <laughs> there you go. Boom. All right, Demona. Our last sentence completion is, what I love most about myself is... My hair. And I say this having, as I'm sure many people listening have had love, hate, relationship with their hair, but I've come to a place of loving it. And, you know, I wish I had this feeling before, before <laughs> too many, you know, relaxers and products and, you know, all the things. But I'm happy to say that I love my hair. Uh, yes, we Natural. love it. Thank you for sharing with us. Yes. Beautiful curls, beautiful curls. All right, Demona. Now, if you can choose a number between one and three, dun, dun, dun. Here's the part you've been waiting for. <laughs> one. Okay, so we have a picture up on screen 
And if you can give the listeners that are not viewing this interview, give them context on what the photo is and then tell us something about the photo that we wouldn't know just by looking at it. So I'm going to go ahead and share the screen with you, Demona. And I think you'll appreciate this picture. Mm. Okay, this is a picture of my wedding with my handsome white husband. He's looking down at me and I'm looking at the camera and I have my hand on his shoulder and I I loved my wedding day. We had such a great day and I was like, I just want everybody to have the best time. I don't want to be a bridezilla. I don't want to stress. And I still have such fantastic memories. Actually, my 15th anniversary is in April. So it's funny looking at this picture and be like, oh my God, that's so old. <laughs> but I'm glad that that's the first picture that came up. Yes, this is the Aww. picture that came up. And you saying, Damona, you look good, girl. Right? <laughs> yes. You are so welcome. A skin regimen going. Moisturize. Yes. <laughs> yes. Simona, this was so great. This was so insightful. Yes. We just appreciate you for showing up and for doing the work that you do and for gathering the data for us and just giving us the pro yes. tips. Right, Dom? Yes. we. I, I know so many of our listeners will be definitely taking notes on all of these pro tips because I, what I appreciate is that you offered pro tips that we haven't seen in, in other places. Yeah, that's what I always aim to do. And thank you for asking the tough questions and also pushing back on some of the points. I I love having conversations like these where we really get into the nitty gritty because it's all, it's complicated, right? And you know this through your work, this is complicated and we have to be having these conversations. So I appreciate the work that you do and I appreciate you having me here. Thank you so much. Yes, we appreciate you as well, lady. And we'd love for you to let our listeners know where can they find you? Where can they support your work? Let them know where to, where to go. Well, you should definitely go to DemonaHoffman.com or my podcast page, which is DatesAndMates.com. So I do new episodes every Tuesday. And I also have a free gift there for anyone that's like, I don't know how to write my dating profile. I don't know where to begin. I have a free profile starter kit at DatesAndMates.com. And you can also listen to Dates and Mates wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, probably. And of course check out OkCupid. I literally just got an email today from a former client and she was like, I heard that you were working with OkCupid. So I ditched my other dating app and I went to OkCupid and I just met someone and he was totally not who I was expecting, but she was like, we decided we're going to be exclusive. I'm going to see where it goes. And I love getting emails like that. So Check out OkCupid. If you haven't been on it lately, it's really different. So make sure you download the app and it's free in the app store. Thank you, Demona. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory psychology today, or contact your insurance provider.
If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at cultivatingherspace.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. What's meant for me will never miss me. I don't have to chase.